everybody. Welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach. As always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. What is up? What's up? So today's episode, we will be talking a little bit about Blue Beetle, the newest, and I guess technically first entry into James Gunn's DCU, or whatever they're calling it nowadays. Um, we just saw it today, so we got it's fresh in our brains. We're excited to talk about it. Um so stay tuned for that after our little ad break. Um, make sure you guys check out uh, the patreon.com slash nerds with friends. Help support the show today. Also like and subscribe. Do all that good stuff. We do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let us know how you're liking this new shorter episode. I think I feel like it helps us get to the point quicker. You know, helps us not go down the rabbit hole like we sometimes do. Right. <laughs> Um, let's start the show like we always do with some nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, what's your nerdy confession? My nerdy confession is, uh, I hadn't seen Signs in a super long time and I, mm. I watched it and it was, it was good. I definitely saw like, um, I was like, oh, there was some beats and I was like, oh, that's kind of dumb or the usual M. Night Shyamalan, um, over explaining things that I think it would have been better if it was just left subtle instead of beating yeah. our heads over with it. But um, as I was watching, I was like, man, I fucking, I miss watching Mel Gibson movies, man. Like he's good. He was great. He was great in it. And like to play the not crazy guy was kind of refreshing, you know? Uh, yeah. He wasn't the crazy cop or he wasn't like, uh, you know, the fucking crazy Mad Max guy. He was just, kind of like this normal chill dad and it was the speech he gave uh when he was talking about um his wife passing away and like telling it to Joaquin Phoenix like yeah that was a great fucking speech um but I was just wondering like man when are we gonna forgive him <laughs> yeah like when uh how long did uh you know rdj after before because people were getting this wild crazy shit you know i guess there aren't videos of him being super racist but uh <laughs> well i mean like people are still buying kanye stuff you know what i mean yeah like, why not mel let mel gibson back into hollywood i don't know man like i'm not saying i'm not okaying the stuff he said but like yeah but people can change obviously maybe he has you know seen the air of his ways like when like when is it going to be all right for a dude to get some some dope movies again like yeah he's been in a couple like like straight to streaming type videos but that's, that's what i'm it. saying yeah i don't know i haven't seen, I haven't seen braveheart in a while but i'm sure it's still awesome <laughs> yeah exactly god damn that movie was good yeah you know i think it it's it's one of those things where it's just you know, he he turned the public against him, and for you know for good reason. And uh, you know they just haven't really let him in. You know, um, but who knows? Maybe one day the perfect role will come out, and they'll be like, you know what, Mel Gibson, it's time. You know, and and they'll tap him on the shoulder, and he'll come back. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Everyone loves a good redemption story, right? Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so hopefully, I. Was uh, cause he showed up in one of the Expendables, didn't he? I believe so. I, I you know, was what? that was that after all though. Mi uh, mini anti-Semite. I've never seen any of the Expendables. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're making another one, so <laughs> just in time to catch up on it. All right. Um. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, Mel Gibson's. Yeah, he made some good movies for sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the last one was dope. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, my nerdy confession is, um, ooh, we'll wait for that motorcycle to go by. <laughs> um, my nerdy confession is, um, so I've been playing a uh, Baldur's Gate three now. Um, I don't have PS5 yet, huh? I think it's like next week, maybe. Yeah, it's like early Boy. September. Um, and here's one thing I'll say about it. You know, Did you fucking like, bury it. What's that? Did you fucking bury it? No, I, I fucked an angry green lady. Nice. Yeah, the, the one from all the posters and stuff, Lazel. Um, it, it's like to me, it is. It is a very good game, and it it definitely like shows me that you know they can make an incredible rpg out there you know like like if mass effect was on the scale of this game like i i don't know it would be the best um but i will say you know um it's not without its own little issues like they definitely they definitely took um some of the crunchiness of D D when like things get like really grindy and you're like Oh, you know, like I, you, you just getting bad rolls after bad rolls, and and that, you know, there, there's certain things where in a video game you want a little leeway. You know what I mean? You want it to be like, oh, if my strategy is good, I want this to work out and not just have bad luck work against me. Um, and but sometimes it happens in this game. Like I've definitely had to like try multiple times on, um, you know, certain encounters and stuff. And uh, you just have to have a bunch of save files ready to go. So be prepared for that. You know, don't don't rely just on auto save because um, it's not enough. You know, you need to make sure like, oh, I'm going to go into this town. Let me save here before I go talk to these people. Oh, I'm going to talk to this guy. Let me save before I talk to this guy. So, um, you know, it's not a, it's not a perfect game, but it is a really impressive like RPG game. And it's by far the best representation of dungeons and dragons um let alone like tabletop role-playing it represented in video games so definitely worth worth checking out so if you take a long rest you go to sleep you wake up perfectly fine does that yeah and like also (laughs) you can like you're like in the middle of a dungeon you can just like long rest and then you're like (laughs) back in camp oh let me talk to all my you know party companions and stuff and then you come back you know and you're just back in the the goblin hideout or whatever so it's like it's it's even more lax than most D games are because like <laughs> like normally if you're in the middle of a dungeon or whatever you'd be like uh can we take a long rest you're like well okay goblins attack you you know that doesn't happen in this game at least i haven't seen it yet um but it, it you know it's it does have some cool stuff like you definitely roll dice and stuff to you know, get through certain conversations and interact with things. And you'll be walking around and you'll just see a little perception check thing pop up. You're like, oh, fuck. What? And it just has failed. You're like, oh, no, what did I miss? So there's lots of cool little, you know, uh, parallels to the tabletop game in there for sure. But definitely worth checking out if, you know, if for some reason all the insane positive reviews haven't, you know, like led you to try it out. I I would I would suggest you give it a try because it's it's a lot of fun. No, um, I'm excited to, to I'm excited to do a co-op thing. I think you know once you get it, maybe we'll do a co-op campaign because that seems like it could be a lot of fun to, fun way I to spend a year. Someone say uh, actually I think it was Anthony, former guest, um, was saying what they did well is like in what like uh, what a DM what it's tough for a DM to do is like 
if you're fighting multiple creatures or like like I don't, like if it's an army or something like it makes it a lot easier and more digestible to to do or something like that oh uh, right i mean there's there's definitely like i fought big old groups of like goblins and stuff and it fucking takes forever so like i was not feeling that but you know maybe later on in the game it does yeah. but it, and then like what'd you make actually i forgot to ask what'd you make uh i i'm playing a warlock in it okay just you know eldritch blasting everyone what race uh tiefling nice yeah 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 you know get a high charisma character do they have all all the classes um all the the mainline D classes yeah nice so there's like you know there's uh i'm pretty sure i think so yeah and like uh, all the main races including some that like aren't from the player's handbook um, like whatever Lazelle is, I forget what her, she's like a gin, ginyaki or something like that. But yeah, it's fun. It's it's a fun game. If if you've got a hankering for D and D and your D and D group can't get together, you know it it scratches that itch for sure. I'm gonna try to make my uh my half orc rogue. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you should be sneak attack and sneak savage attack. attack. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick little break for a word from our sponsors. When we get back, we'll be talking a little bit about Blue Beetle. And while we're gone, make sure you like and subscribe. We'll be right back. back so we just saw dc's newest entry blue beetle and it you know it's been a rough time for dc you know i know we bring this up every time a new movie comes out but like you know i enjoyed the flash for what it was it wasn't a great movie but it was fun and then i liked all the batman stuff i like all the batman stuff yeah (laughs) you know and and shazam 2 was a movie you know (laughs) and Black Adam was fine, I guess. Was also a movie. It was also a movie. So it it's just been it's been a tough time. Um but I think this one at the very least is a fun time at the movies. And with a new and maybe it's because I don't know a whole lot about the Blue Beetle that made this or at least this iteration of Blue Beetle um made this kind of a fun outing. Um without any spoilers right away what what did you think of the overall movie um i liked it i, I really like the kid from uh cobra kai who plays um Choro Mariguena or whatever. Choro, yeah um he's he's great and george lopez was kind of was funny like for for the most part mm-hmm. um it was fun it was it was cool i i like you did not know much about blue beetle did yeah. a little bit of research uh <laughs> after and i was like oh okay so there was some stuff um that we'll probably get into a little bit but i was like oh that makes sense why this happened um yeah but it was cool i mean standard comic book movie not didn't break any grounds didn't do anything spectacular um how'd you like but, all the uh latin elements i have to like it right i mean yeah, Mexican, as America. a member of as a member of the latinx community how do you feel about it i can't hate on it because i want to see more no i mean not, i mean it was the family dynamic stuff was uh was pretty funny and accurate. Um, although 
the biggest sci-fi moment for me and it was hard to believe was when his dad said i love you like that shit didn't happen like that shit <laughs> that was he like, just just quietly dies and doesn't tell him how he feels yeah. <laughs> oh shit spoiler sorry fuck oh yeah yeah yeah, ooh, yeah ooh, sorry ooh, but uh ooh, yeah um i was just like fucking bullshit i was like or maybe this is my dad i don't know yeah. Whatever you know, the Latin person I've spoken to is like, oh yeah, yeah, same thing. Um I will say, you know, at least at least from some of the you know the Latin families that I've I've known and grown up around, like these ones were way more like supportive. Oh 100%. like in touch with their feelings. Oh you know? yeah. And I'm not saying that those aren't out there for sure. Like if, if you if you grew up in a family that that you, know, no, you loved beat all your it. hopes, hopes that- and dreams. That was the second part where they're like they consistently how like proud of the proud of him like they're yeah. so proud of him like yeah, never yeah never heard that shit <laughs> never enough you're never good enough yeah find some reason to shit on you uh, <laughs> right I was like oh so that's what it was supposed to be like okay oh that's what happens when they love you <laughs> um well let's get into some spoilers I think uh, you know we've already. <laughs> ruined one plot point sorry if you haven't seen the movie yet uh maybe i'll put something up on screen but uh yeah um so yeah this is i think this is the third iteration of blue beetle when it comes to the comic books right ted cord was the one that i knew at least a little bit about of where he was kind of like the it's kind of like the iron man of the you know the dc universe kind of thing Lots of gadgets, lots of technology, you know, lots of pulling things out of utility belts and whatnot. Um, and in this movie, he is missing, and his sister, right, sister, daughter. Well, oh, his, the, who took over? Susan um, Sarandon. Maybe that's. Yeah, I don't aunt. know. It was a little. It was a little weird, right? They didn't really explain too much. Um, I think it was flashing on like newspaper articles, you know. Yeah, and you know it's hard to read those all the time in the movie theaters when it's flashing by super quick. But Susan Sarandon is like I think either his sister or aunt. Um, she was she thought she was supposed to get Cord Industries, um, from their grandfather, but didn't, and it, it went to Ted, and then now he he disappeared. He's missing. So instead of Ted's daughter getting it, Susan Sarandon's character took it over, and she's from from the get go the bad guy. Um, yeah, and I don't know how old she is, but she, she still looks great. Yeah, she's like, yeah. yeah, she's still look, looking good, getting around, and you know, like acting her acting her balls off kind of thing. She's really great. Um, I will say, you know, as far as like one criticism I do have of the movie, aside aside from all the, the supportive Latin family, uh, was I think um, I think that. It would have been cool if, like, she wasn't so obviously over the top the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, and it's fine. It worked okay in the movie. But, like, I think that, you know, from the get-go, you're like, oh, this lady's, like, the worst. And there was never any, like, question about it. There was never any, like, you know, oh, she's doing all this philanthropy and stuff like that. It was just like, nah, she's really evil. She kills kids. She wants to build an army of like super soldiers to like sell to the highest bidder. There is no, you know, like in Iron Man, you had Jedediah uh, Stone, right? Jedediah Stone. Yeah. That's the name. Um, who like 
he's like Tony's buddy and he's all concerned and stuff. And then there's a turn at the end. And like, we, you know, we kind of knew that he was going to be the bad guy for sure. But like, it wasn't so over the top. There was like redeeming qualities to him, you know? And then it was kind of a, a reveal at the end. And this one, it was just like, nope, she's the bad guy. See, man, got a mechanized yes. soldier at her side at all times. Just like the court family, you just didn't like her because she was a woman. That's all it was, man. No, she was psycho. <laughs> don't watch it too much nerd erotic. You just like female, don't like it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, but I, overall, I thought the movie was fine. You know, basically, um, uh, what's his, what was his name in Jaime? Jaime Reyes. Um, he gets the the scarab, which is this alien artifact, and gives him the blue beetle powers. Um, and you know, it's it's got kind of like an AI built into it that's like talking him through it and stuff. Um, you know, it was fun. The action looked cool. You know, the CG looked better than the Flash for sure. Yeah, um, not a high bar, but yeah, not a high bar. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, I think that I think his family um, really had added a fun dynamic to it don't you think yeah for sure and particularly the uh paranoid uncle you know? yeah yeah uh, uncle rudy uh, played by george lopez i thought they yeah. all had great moments like, like the abuelito was great you know she was just she had like her revolutionary days and stuff hey, that was the part where she brings um, out the little braids that was great i loved i love that that was that was hilarious it was a good bit but like uh, when when she shoots uh, she takes the big like Gatling gun or minigun and she starts blasting away these guys and she's like die imperialist pigs and I'm like imperialist pigs like she's Mexican what yeah. the fuck was her like the imperial like dude how old is she like yeah. wait a second like what like we what I mean um, maybe there's some history I don't know I should look into it but <laughs> that was the part I was like wait what the fuck he was alive when Spain took over Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but that was, I mean, yeah, there, it was funny. I, I enjoyed her. The sister was hilarious. Um, she had a lot of good moments in there and stuff, especially when they're like cleaning the house and stuff. And she's like taking a dump in the fancy, fancy bathroom yeah. and stuff. Um, I really like that. I think, I think what's his name? Uh, Jolo. Uh, he's, he's definitely going to, have a big future i think in in movies and stuff he's he's great like yeah. he did he wasn't just like playing the kid from cobra kai you know he played a different character in this movie um, like he, he, he's a very likable kid so hopefully uh yeah we see see more stuff yeah yeah exactly um and uh you know there's this is a big kind of a big spoiler there is a little stinger at the end saying that ted cord is still alive he's like lost in space or something so that's exciting to see if maybe he'll he'll show up and be like the uh, like a mentor figure or something or you know we'll maybe we'll learn a little bit more about the scarab and where it came yeah. from what its purpose that's was. A Hank Pym, you know of um, yeah yeah yeah. You see, absolutely. But, I, uh, so that was that was one thing that I uh, I looked into because I, I had no idea about the history. Um, so, but you remember in the beginning you see the scarab flying through space and it dings and bats itself against things. So um, it's uh, a suit made by uh, the Reach, which is like this warring um, alien race. And it's supposed to show up and it's supposed to take a host and then it's supposed to learn everything about the race there. And then it takes over the planet 
for when the reach gets there. It's just like, cool, thanks. It's easy for us to take. But the dinging around messed it up and it actually um, bonds with the, uh, the with the host as opposed to learning everything it can and the host just kind of forces everything upon. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I, I thought that was kind of cool that they didn't touch on it because it gives something for the next movie or something else can happen. Right, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that can happen in these movies a lot where they just give away too much of the history of whatever the object is, the big MacGuffin. And then there's nothing, there's no mystery left over. Like I do, I like that this one ended and you're like, ooh, we don't know, you know, exactly how this came about, you know, what the extent of the powers are or anything like that. You know, it wasn't a big history download from the little AI or anything. So there's enough in there for at least another movie to learn more about um, the Blue Beetle power. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, I do wish we found a little bit more about its history on Earth and like the first Blue Beetle, which they mentioned briefly. Um, but I'm okay, you know, I'm okay with them glossing over some of that stuff and just focusing on Jaime's story and, uh, and you know, kind of his introduction. So, yeah, um, you know, we don't need to know absolutely everything about it which is which is nice it's refreshing that they didn't like do an overload of you know origin story of the of the scarab itself yeah yeah i just was thinking right now like another part that was hard to believe like how tall that guatemalan guy was and like guatemalans are tiny people yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a big guy you got robot legs that's what and you beat me to it i was like oh he was part robot they she made him taller yeah she made him taller <laughs> Look, we made you robot legs. We made you one robot leg, but it only comes in one size, and you you know we don't want you hobbling around. So yeah, so we're gonna have we're to gonna have to cut, yeah. chop off your other leg. Make what? It you're gonna look weird if we don't. We want yeah, you. you hobbling all over the place. No one's gonna be scared of you then. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, his here's another kind of complaint that I had about it was, in so many movies do this where it's just like. The big battle at the end is just a dude with the same powers, but yeah. evil. Yeah. And but that's not like in and I agree hundred percent, but it's not something that this movie suffers from. It's a what a lot of superhero movies. A lot of yeah. And you know, so it's not it's not nothing against just this movie, right? It's just that's a common trope that happens in a lot of movies, right? Look at the flash, right? Who did he fight at the end? It was literally the same person spoilers if you haven't seen the flash you know um or even iron man one which like is considered a great superhero movie it's the same thing you know um and like it's it's an easy ending because you know oh what makes our hero special is what's inside not the suit or the powers or the whatever um but it's 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 a little lazy for sure yeah um Make it something else, different fucking abilities, or you know, like maybe they use the tech in a different way, you know, like right, right, exactly. And actually, they had she had a really great. There was a really great moment where you find out like she didn't give a shit about the suit; she gave a shit about the AI in there, which would have been great. She could have made drones with this AI, and then he's finding multiple little things, you know. Yeah, we use a lot of drones. Something a little different, you know. Yeah. Um, where and and like if they did that, they didn't have to have what's his face that Ignacio guy in the other suit. Like it could have been Susan Sarandon literally controlling everything because yeah. 
she has a corrupted version of the AI or, or something, you know, something a little different would have been nice. Um, also, like, <laughs> like, what city is this supposed to be? We were trying to figure that out in theaters. Like, is it Miami? Like, kind of. But it's one of those DC cities, like Central City or Gotham yeah. or Metropolis. But it's like, where where does this exist? Anywhere there's Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> like, okay, you got a bad part of town. That's where all the real Mexicans live. Then you got the futuristic super part of town. That's where all the rich white people live. It's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, there's some islands. That's what made me think kind of Florida, you know, like Caribbean yeah. style. So, Yeah, Mexico is located differently in the DC universe. Yeah, it like wraps way out there. Into, um, how did you, you know, as as a member of the Latin community, how did you, how did you feel about like the movie's take on it and its focus on it? Was it, was it cool or was it too much or was it too little or you know like why? Well, so the reason, and I told Cody before we went to go watch it, I I saw clips of Nerdrotic do it covering it. And I was just, they were just shitting on it. Apparently, Famous, racist, misogynist, uh, YouTuber, uh, nerdrotic, you should say. Apparently, the Mexicans were too Mexican. And I was yeah. like, okay. And I was like, all right, well, I have to see it because I have to see what this take on it. And uh, they're like, why do they have to bring up the fact they're Mexican? Why do they got to eat tacos? I'm like, we eat that shit, bro. I mean, tacos, <laughs> tacos are great. Everyone <laughs> eats fucking tacos. <laughs> Shit's fucking delicious. Um, and like, um, like just like, or why they mentioned that that's where they make salsa. And I was watching, I was like, that's not what they said. What they had said was that's where we learned how to dance salsa. I was like, dude, you can't even be racist, right? Like, yeah, can you mix that shit up? Um, I will but- say, I will say this, that if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of experience with, you know, Mexican or Latin families um, or people for that matter, you know, I think that some of that stuff might go over your head, you know, like, like the Vicks vapor rub and the slice of lemon. That for shit everything. was so accurate and <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious, but I they think should have what they should have also done was show put it on his feet. I don't yeah, know on why, the bottom of the feet. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why when you're sick, you get Vicks yeah. vapor rub on your feet. I don't <laughs> fucking know, but I know it, it, that's what happened to me growing up. Or like when the girls, the sister. Just feeling nauseous and I will eat that. I was like, here's here's some lemon or a lime. I was yeah. like, dude, fucking yeah. Accurate. I thought that was great. Um, I think if you, I think if you have no experience with like anyone from uh, like a Mexican family, though, like that'll all that will go over your head. And I could see someone like him getting upset by that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. What's the deal? What's the deal with the Toyota Tacoma? Like, <laughs> why is there so much chrome shit on it? I'm like, hey man, that's that's. It's what he likes, you know. But you thought it was you thought it was a good amount of representation and yeah, like accuracy. I mean, was, the only time I thought it was a little like made a little face was like when they first when he's first eating a taco and then like it's like very zoomed in on the taco. Like, is this a brand taco? I don't understand. Yeah. That's the only time where I was like a little. Ugh. But yeah. no, it it felt it felt fine. I mean, yeah. it was like sure the right amount, you know. Um, yeah, I think you know it made sense to me for like for how big you know a theme of the movie was with family and you know how tight-knit they are and stuff and you know you have the cord family who's not tight-knit at all who they all hate each other apparently and then you have his family who's very loving and supportive um i think it it 
it really called for like focusing that much on their culture. And maybe that's why, you know, they were such a tight knit family, you know, because they had gone through so much struggle together and whatnot. When you're a rich, you know, tech family, you know, you're just fighting over the money amongst yourselves and stuff. So I like no money. You got nothing to fight over. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You all live in the same house. Like, what are you going to do? You know? But uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I thought it was, it was a decent movie. It wasn't anything revolutionary. It wasn't anything mind blowing, but you know, it was, it was a good time, you know, in the movie theaters and, you know, I'm excited to see that character show up later, you know, in something else. You know what I mean? I think that's a good, a good entryway into the, the new DC universe. Yeah, I, I actually really hope too that the suit starts to turn on him. Um, like, I hope they do a little bit of that route and then, you know, he yeah. has to get it back, you know? And that would be a cool, that would be a cool, um, you know, plot for Blue Beetle 2, right? Ted Cord comes back and he's and he's trying to reach out to warn them about the Scarab because he's found out about it while he's out in space or whatever. And then current Blue Beetle, you know, uh, Jaime needs to, you know, the suit starts turning on him and he needs to use OG Blue Beetle's gadgets and stuff to outthink the suit, you know, and and, yeah. and bring it back to his side. Boom. Or the suit being actual AI just decides, you know, like, hey, I don't, I'm not down for this. Like, I like how the way these fucking humans, you know, interact and have like family and like this makes more sense and goes yeah. against some programming something I, don't know. I just worry i just worry about them like the reach coming in and they've all got blue beetle suits and then you just have the same beetle on beetle violence at the end yeah, yeah. where it's just like oh it's just there now there's just more of them and now he has to fight the same powers again so hopefully they don't go that route i don't think james gunn will go for that route that he doesn't seem to like to do the easy or obvious thing so hopefully now that he's involved and um you know, this is going to be kind of in his domain. Hopefully we'll get some new cool DC movies in the future. Huh? I, I will say, I do want to say, um, you know, uh, Jaime decided that he didn't kill, which is cool. Totally something. And, you know, yeah. uh, an ideal kid would have, you know, like I don't do that, but the Reyes family definitely fucking killed. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> did not. Yeah. They did yeah. not have the same moral code. Uncle Rudy <laughs> murdered a lot of people. Yeah. So, it, so did it yeah it's straight up murdering a lot of people no it picked the right reyes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they, they there was there was a body count by the end of the movie for sure um also it's it, for me it, it was kind of funny like like apparently like the rating you know the the mpaa whatever uh rating system for movies doesn't count spanish swears yeah no there was a lot, <laughs> but it was dope. It was, it was accurate. That's 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 what. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. You know, said some wild like, shit. Well, they can they can only have one fuck, but they got as many like pinches and culos and <laughs> everything else they want in there because they don't know, you know. But yeah, go see it. Check it out. Blue Beetle in theaters now. Um, yeah, it was a it was a refreshing change for the old DC universe. So pretty pretty fun stuff. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also, um, since we're recommending movies, make sure and check out. Um, oh my God, the the A twenty four horror movie that you told me to watch. Um, oh. Uh, oh my God. 
Was it talk to me? No, was it? Uh, yeah, speak. Uh, yeah, talk to me. Yeah, talk it was pretty me. good. It's pretty good. It was was real good. Okay, a couple YouTubers made that. And then that's oh really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I did yeah. not know that. Uh, I forget the name of this their little YouTube channel, but they started off making like you know, like you know Naruto CGI battles and stuff, where it was like two dudes in like cheap Naruto outfits. Wait, wait, the YouTuber that we saw with Nelson last year at Comic Con? I uh, I don't think so. These guys are Australian because that movie. Oh, okay, no, 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 okay, yeah, the dude we saw, um, American. But no, yeah, they, they started off doing like they started off doing backyard wrestling movies and then graduated into like learning visual effects and stuff, doing these over the top battles in the woods and stuff. But with oh, just, the guys that were doing like the Street Fighter videos, like they did one where they were like murdering each other or not, maybe I, not murdering, but they were fucking each other up. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've done a Street Fighter version. They've done, I think they've done Dragon Ball and Naruto and Street Fighter, I think, and maybe Mortal oh, Kombat. Shit. Dude, shout out to A24 taking fucking risks, dude. Dude, that movie was great. Like, and you, you know, I know we're getting a little off topic here at the end, but, you know, that's that's what the people want. Um, Whatever, it's our fucking show. We do what we want. We do what we want. You look at that movie compared to the last uh, the last Voyage of the Demeter, which is the, the vampire Dracula on... I'm going to um, watch that. Is that A24? It's not a twenty four, but it's it's like a huge budget, uh, like horror movie because they have a fucking boat and shit in it, and that movie is a pile of shit. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, yeah. Man, I I wanted to watch it. Like, um, I I like, I like settings like that where people are stuck in a place where you can't really escape. Um, and I haven't seen a good vampire movie. In yeah, a while, you, st- so. you still won't even if you see it. So. It was fine. Maybe I'm being a little too hard on it, but it's it's like talk to me was such a such a good, interesting idea, and so well executed. It and it's it's rough, right? Like um, they did a good job, like of they did not explain right. the end, which I was perfectly okay. And usually that kind of stuff, like uh, bugs like, me. Sure, sure, I want to know more about it, but I'm okay that they didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's it just it was kind of like uh just like a callback to like old school 80s horror movies where they didn't really they just had a a monster idea and they just fucking ran with it like freddy krueger yeah they kind of gave a vague explanation but it's yeah. like no one gave a shit everyone gave yeah, a shit there was a dude with fucking long ass like razor blades on his hands and he wore a creepy yeah. ass fucking sweater you know yeah exactly exactly yeah well check that out too you know do a double feature blue beetle and talk to me you know both both excellent movies all righty well thank you guys for listening hope you guys enjoyed the show and uh, make sure you like and subscribe let us know down in the comments uh if you like blue beetle and if you're excited for more dc movies you know yeah or why you hate mexicans one of the other yeah or let us know why you hate mexicans get us canceled (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah thank you guys for listening and watching doing all the uh, following and whatnot, checking out the patreon.com slash nerds with friends, all that good stuff. Christian, uh, thanks for being the, you know, Mexican in my life that let me understand a lot of these jokes, you know? No, man, you, you grew up a lot around a lot of us in San Jose. So you're yeah. a lot of the shit. 
That was funny because like the stuff I was laughing at, I could hear Cody laughing. I was like, oh, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he definitely knew that word. Oh, he knew about the VIX. Like, maybe, bro. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yep. Yep. Totally did it. Honorary Mexican. That's me. <laughs> to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you. And when is no chase. Thank you.